Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. First of all, a congratulations to all of us, I suppose, listeners especially. We have eclipsed our all-time record number of listens. The podcast is gaining a lot of momentum this year, as I thought it would. Um, So thanks to all of you for helping us to continue to make this number one listen-to daily podcast just for real estate agents. We sincerely appreciate it. We are going to be picking up today where we left off yesterday, telling you guys how to basically create your own kick-ass daily schedule. That's something that people talk about a lot. I know it's funny. (laughs) Every time we talk to somebody about coaching or whatever, and they always say, you know, you always ask them, well, what do you, you, how do you control your day? What's the day like? What's the morning routine? What's your daily schedule? It's always basically a shit show. And and it seems like some people sort of take a lot of pride uh, in the fact that they, you know, do get stuff done, even though their lives are kinds of disorganized messes. And so then we always will ask them the question, well, what happens if your life were to be organized? What happens, what more, what more could you get done if you had a schedule where you knew your time blocking the things that mattered most every day and you were getting those things done in the morning? You know, what would you be able to add back into your life? Maybe time with your family, hobbies, things like that. And what, would you, what could you give yourself permission to no longer do? When you start having these conversations with folks, I have to tell you, it's some of the most powerful I think stress relieving conversations you can have with somebody because they start to realize how they've allowed all this static and noise to enter into their lives. And when you give them the tools necessary to say no, to say no to all the distractions, say no to the things that, you know, people are not oftentimes to get into real estate, start their own businesses. They don't know what they should be prioritizing. They don't know what they should be focusing on. That's what a daily schedule is all about. So today we're going to pick up where we left off yesterday, like I said. And this is the Harris Rules, Your Perfect Daily Schedule, Part 2. So, Julie, welcome to today's show. Yes, it's always a pleasure to share the show with you. And I just have a couple of quick uh, book reviews. So, for our newer listeners and anyone who hasn't found the book yet, over on Amazon.com, just type in Harris Rules Book and it'll pop right up. You can download it to your device or order the hard copy or, of course, the Audible version. So, this is posted by Joe as a review, and the title of the review is, A Must Read for Top Producer or New Kid on the Block. And Joe writes, My wife is a seasoned agent, while I've recently gotten my broker's license. This book is equally important to both of us. She turned me onto the podcast, and then I ordered the book for her, LOL, thinking it would be full of wonderful insight, and it was, but for both of us. Now I come home from my morning walk, I bought the Audible version, and she can see that I'm fired up with some great planner strategy that I've learned from the book. Now we often joke about, quote, WWTAJS. That stands for, what would Tim and Julie say <laughs> when discussing client sales and marketing scenarios? A must read if you're a new or a seasoned agent. What you don't want to do when you don't want to do it, do it at the highest level. Truer words have never been spoken. Thank you. So thank you, Joe, for posting that really delightful review. We appreciate you. Back to you, Tim. So guys, um, a couple quick reminders. First of all, we are going to be sending out two emails to those of you who responded to um, our request for those of you who would like to work as part of our sales team. And 
I just want to, the, we're going to be inviting you guys to a, a little teleconference webinar we're going to be doing. We're going to be telling you more details about the job. I wasn't surprised that we received so many people that went into work for us, uh, but it is a little overwhelming to try to go through all the applications. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to invite all of you who sent us an application to an event, uh, you know, a webinar, call it what you want. It's going to happen next week. Um, and then on that, we're going, I'm going to have our sales manager, Andrew, is going to be on the call. And we're going to go through the specifics of what it's like to work on the sales floor. And it's a virtual sales floor. You work out of your own house as a new member coach. Don't be confused. A new member coach uh, is somebody who does some coaching, but the real job is selling. Um, so those of you who sent us in resumes, I hope you are clear that that new member coach job was specifically working part of our sales team. Okay, so there's that. So look for that email. And if you if you do want to be part of our new member coach team or want to be considered to be part of it, uh, please send me an email directly, Tim at timandjulieharris.com. And in, in the subject line, all you have to put in there is NMC, NMC or new member coach. Okay, so there's that. So let's set that aside. There was also an announcement that we were going to start offering an affiliate program for those of you who wanted to become coaches and have your own coaching practice. Again, an overwhelming number of people. I shouldn't have announced both of those things in the same week. It was my mistake, but I did. But an overwhelming number of people sent us interest in wanting to be part of the initial uh, launch group of 50 people. And so I'm going to talk about that briefly, and then we're going to get back to Julie's notes. The new member, uh, the new member coach is a sales job working in our sales floor. Be clear. The other, uh, the uh, Harris Certified Coach Affiliate, that's completely different. You would have your own coaching business. You would be a certified coach of, of, you know, Harris Certified Coach. In other words, we would give you the backbone for your business, all the content, everything that we have, you'd have a version of it. In essence, you would be running your own coaching practice. If you're interested in that, we're going to have a launch of that in May, probably the second or third week in May. And that is only going to be for 50 agents. Um, and if you're interested in being part of that program, that's not a sales job. That is you training for 12 months to become a coach. And then you will be a Harris certified coach. And then you can take on your own clients, the whole thing, and have your own coaching practice. I know there's a lot of folks that are very interested in this. Uh, it's going to be a strenuous 12-month program. We're not going to allow you guys to use our brand unless we're confident that you're going to be able to deliver good uh, service to your coaching clients. So if you're interested in that, Tim at timandjulieharris.com. And in the subject line of that one, I want you to put Harris Coach Affiliate or Harris Certified Coach, whatever. So I know which way, uh, which bucket to put your email in so we can follow up with you as well. The Harris Affiliate or the Harris Certified Coaching Affiliate uh, program will cost $12,000. It is a 12-month program. You will be required to pass 12 tests. There's going to be, it's going to be something that's going to be very thorough and detailed and uh, Julie's going to be teaching it. You're going to have to really know the content, but at the end of the day, at the end, after you've passed 12 tests, you are literally going to be able to start your own coaching program. You're going to be able to use all of our content, all of our contracts, all of our ability to finance everything. Your job is basically going to be to uh, present to your office and whatnot, telling them about, uh, about coaching. And you're, we're going to give you five or six different 30-minute um, presentations that you can use. And then also your job is going to be to uh, coach if you choose to. You don't have to. If you don't want to, you could just sell coaching and we'll fulfill the, the coaching for Premier and whatnot. But more on that later. I don't want to confuse anybody. So if you want to work as part of our sales floor, Tim at timandjulieharris.com and put in the subject line, new member coach. If you don't want to work part of our sales floor, but you do want to own your own coaching business, which I know is a lot of you, like I bet you 
a thousand of the 126,000 that are listening right now want to do that, I want you to email me, Tim at Tim and Julie Harris.com. And the subject line of that one, put in Harris certified coach. That's all you need to do. That's it. And we'll follow up with you. So just send us that information. And for the new member coach applicants, um, we will be sending you an email to invite you to a webinar that we're going to be doing next week uh, where we're going to give you the nuts and bolts of how that job would work. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's all my announcements, really. <laughs> Let's get back into it. Right. <laughs> that's a lot going on in one place. So we've been talking about the, more, the importance of controlling your morning routine as well as your entire daily work schedule. I just had an interesting conversation with, by all means, one of my most butt-kicking listing agents. One of the people we refer to that does indeed have the ability and often, very often does so, he sets one and goes on one every single workday. Now it's not every single workday, but I'd probably say 80% of the time he's able to deliver on that. My question was, when or if you get off of that schedule, because he's actually quite good at controlling his time, obviously, or he wouldn't be taking this level of appointments. But when you get off your game, what causes that? And he was very honest and said, well, there's days where I'm in the office, but I don't feel like doing what I don't want to do when I don't want to do it. I just don't feel like it. And I asked him, well, you know, you're in the office already. What is it that you do instead? Well, I move some files around on my desk and, you know, I dive into my email and I kind of just look like I'm at work. <laughs> okay, very honest answer. And seeing as how this particular agent has a team of transaction coordinators that handles what he puts in contract, really that's not a valid excuse. He simply just didn't feel like doing what he didn't want to do, and he didn't feel like doing it when, you know, at any level. So now he has posted on his wipe-off board, because he also does the visual accountability stuff that we coach, I must do what I don't want to do when I don't want to do it, and I must do it at the highest level I know how to do so that I can meet or achieve the goals that I have laid out in my treasure map. And he's got some really killer goals, okay, very focused. And we talked about the fact that any dollar that he earns today is a dollar he's not going to have to earn when he is 50, 60, 70 years old. And that really resonated with him. And he said, all right, I'm going to get to work and do exactly the homework. And he was like fired up after that discussion because he realized that it's just having that focus, especially when it's a work day. You work on work days, you play on play days. So I just wanted to share that story because I think he's probably listening just to drive the point home that we all have to do what we don't want to do when we don't want to do it. And we have to do it at a high level. This is not a unique situation. It's called life unless you were, you know, born into being fantastically wealthy, which probably most of our podcast listeners were not, or they wouldn't be listening. Just saying. <laughs> so this is normal and it's okay. Everyone goes through it. So Let's get back into where we left off yesterday. I think we made it to about 10.30 in the morning, Tim. Anything you want to hover on before I jump back into the actual schedule? Go back and listen to the first part if you guys haven't heard it. It's really critical. I mean, we went over the real nuts and bolts of the foundation of every single one of your days. So if you didn't, go back. So I think 10.30 is right. Yep. All right, perfect. So 10.30 a.m., call your – we talked about this a little bit, calling your past clients, your center of influence list. How do you know how many of those calls are uh, to do per day? Well, you take the total number of people that you actually have phone numbers for. You divide it by 20 working days. That will give you a number. That number might be overwhelming. If it says you've got to talk to 15 of your past clients every day to talk to your whole list every month, well, that's unrealistic. 
So then divide it by 40 working days. There's 40 working days every two months. Okay? Um, there's 60 working days every three months. So figure out what that number is that's realistic. I think for most agents, it's like three to five calls on regular days, and that's taking into account. You probably will be busy on one of those days, so just keeping it real. Make sure it's something that is attainable or you're just not going to do it. Some of our clients are also using BombBomb video to reach out to their past clients and centers of influence and supplementing with something like happygrasshopper.com so that you're doing the work but you're keeping it real that you know, if you just know that you're going to be challenged by this, use some of the systems that are out there to support you on it. But don't ignore that spoke, obviously. So uh, let's see, 11.30 a.m. Assess your day so far. Have you set any appointments yet? Remember at this point you will have gotten through your lead follow-up, you will have spoken with some past clients, and you'll have done either some marketing follow-up or some level of prospecting. Now if you still don't have any appointments, because remember, we're trying to set qualified appointments before noon. If you don't have appointments yet, then you've got to proceed to continuing lead follow-up and or prospecting. Now, 12.30, lunch. Yes, actually eat lunch. Stop acting like it's a badge of honor to skip meals. That's how you wind up eating pizza at 10 o'clock at night, and then you're sweating it out at Orange Theory for the next 20 years. Okay, so lunch, regular time. Actually eat lunch, ideally with a past client, a current client, somebody from your center of influence. Eat lunch somewhere in your market where you can be in and out, but also be seen talking about real estate. Wear your name badge. If you're going to be doing a working lunch and you have your laptop and you're sitting at Starbucks, you know, there's uh, little pop-up signs that you can get that says, ask me about real estate. Or again, just use your name badge. Talk about real estate. Don't be a secret agent. So yes, use it as a working lunch, but give yourself an hour, be normal about it, and eat in your marketplace, perhaps with a past client. All right, so 1.30 rolls around, done with lunch. Check in with your transactions, your team, your staff, your co-op agents, whoever you've got to keep an eye on. This is your, that's right, one hour of power to keep your existing business buttoned up. One hour. If you're not trying to do a bunch of multitasking and getting distracted, you should be able to keep on top of things. With maybe some exceptions, people who are trying to get really consistent and don't have a transaction coordinator yet, perhaps with inspections and appraisals and things like that, maybe two hours in that case. But remember, you guys are driving towards getting a TC so that you don't have to be your own TC anymore. I do think it's a great investment to make. So from 2 to 5 p.m., ideally, this is appointment time. When you've been following the schedule we laid out for you, you should have appointments between 2 and 5 p.m. Buyer appointments, listing appointments. If you don't have appointments, you do have some options, but they all center around creating income, otherwise known as profit. Remember, your product is profit. Appointments are best, but after that, it's time to call your sellers, set up showings, previewing, price reductions, schedule open houses, create your marketing plans. Ideally, it's back to your lead follow-up, preparing for tomorrow's appointments. If you get bored or unproductive with your normal routine, Break out of it by going after a new spoke, like probate or new construction for rent by owners, or a new category of center of influence events. So there's, it's a little bit of a flux time between two and five if you don't have appointments, but it's not time to waste time. You're here to be productive, to do things that lead to profit. 
And then at between five and six, tie down your loose ends. Any negotiations should be resolved and sent to the other side. That's a really killer strategy I learned a long time ago when we were negotiating tons of deals at once, and I didn't want to be tortured all night trying to have dinner with you, Tim, trying to maybe go on a walk and have some peace at the end of the day. How do you buy yourself that time? Well, when you are doing multiple transactions, you put it in the other agent's court before you say it's quitting time. That way they owe you the signatures in the morning. They owe you the inspection remedy in the morning, and you're done and you have that piece in the evening. Do have a specific quitting time. Again, with the whole weird agent behavior, oh, I had to work in, on my deals until midnight last night. Well, when I hear that as a coach, that tells me you're totally inefficient. Not that you know, you're an up-and-coming top producer. You're just being inefficient about it. If you knew that you had to have a quitting time at 6 p.m., you would have gotten everything done much more efficiently. And I always lay it out like this. What happens when you have a plane to catch and you're going on vacation? Some time management miracle occurs and you get everything done. And you're really clear on do it, ditch it, or delegate it. It's not an issue when you've got that hard deadline. So why is it that that's so hard to create in our normal daily lives? Because you know, we don't have a plane to catch, but you can re reenact that mindset when you're really very specific and intentional about creating profit. Does that make sense, Tim? It does, you know, but Julie, the fact is, is they say, oh, I'm working on my deals, but the reality of it is, is what they're doing is they're filling their time with all this Mickey Mouse that is being sold to them that they need to be doing the branding and their logo and their this is and the that's. They're not really spending their time doing the things that matter when they're supposed to be doing them, or they wouldn't even be interested in doing all those other things. Please, listeners, yeah, right. understand that 99% of the stuff that you guys are being told you should be doing in your real estate practice, the stuff you read about in Facebook groups, the stuff you read about, dare I say, on Inman News Features, these are things that you do not ever have to do. Or maybe you don't have to do them at a high level. And I mean all the other Mickey Mouse that does not put you directly in front of a customer, directly in front of ideally a seller. Your business, your job is to proactively lead generate. Pre, number one, pre-qualify. You know, those two things right there. If you guys just do those things really well, the next three things I'm going to tell you, you really don't even, you need to, the next three things is, is present, negotiate, and close. So when you do those five things really well, you, you really won't have to ever be distracted by all the other things that agents waste so much of their life energy on. The reason you don't have more time for yourself and your family is because you need to learn how to say no, not just no, but hell no. I hope you guys are clear on that. When you know how to proactively lead, lead generate, when you focus your best energies on becoming a listing agent, when you focus all your best energies on making sure that you know how to pre-qualify, you know how to present, you know how to negotiate, you know how to close, all the rest of the stuff you can be really terrible at and it won't matter. You'll still be incredibly successful. Don't believe me? Listen to the droves of superstar interviews we've done over the years. Just go to timandjulieharris.com, go to iTunes. And, and just listen to all the past podcasts. Everybody who's selling huge amounts of houses but making lots and lots of net profit, 50, 60% profit, they are following a business model that we essentially prescribe all of you to follow as well. Have a very small, efficient group of people working with you. If you insist on calling them a team, that's fine. Treat buyer sides as optional. You don't have to do buyer transactions if you're focused on listings. Know what your magic number is and stick to this. You show up in the morning, you do your business at work, you get your, you know, take set one, take one every single day. Then you delegate the rest, the servicing of the sellers, 
the, okay, Tim, what am I supposed to do with my buyer leads? Hey, how about this? Refer them out. God knows there's agents out there that don't ever want to or don't know that they can be listing agents. So all they do is work buyers. Find some of those guys and refer them out your buyers to th for 35%. Why, you don't have to work the buyers if you've got a bunch of listings. If you had 15 listings right now, active, sellable, rock and roll listings, and some buyer called and wanted to see a house, you'd probably be going like, hey, Bob, you want to buy your lead? <laughs> I'm busy. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I, my work day ends at 530. You can just work a normal business day and have a normal life if you know not to focus on things or spend time or be seduced by easy button things. Really, that is what matters most, guys. Focus on that. Julie? Yeah, that's it. And really, the excuse elimination plan needs to be enacted. Well, how much creative avoidance do you do on a daily basis? And, you know, different agents have different avoidance du jour. Some of them just like constantly fill up at the coffee machine, and then they wonder why they then have to pee all day. It's like this back and forth. Uh, sometimes I think agents actually subconsciously create more drama in their deals so that they can hide out in what's already pending and not have to go create more. I don't think anybody would say it that way. I don't think they would admit to it. But based on the stories that I get in the premier coaching class about dealing with other agents, I think that's true. So you've got to be the one who leads your deals and is very efficient on that so you can make space for adding more. The other big thing that I hear on our upcoming listing agents, Tim, is when, when they get to have more listings than they've ever managed before in the past, it seems like there's a mental speed limit that can occur where they just don't want to deal with any more sellers. And that's usually because they're not batching that seller communication work. When you have even five listings at once, if two of them are maybe a little bit cranky or hyper-motivated and they're wondering what you're doing for them every moment of your life, even having five actives at once can create a lot of stress and demotivate you from getting to 10 active listings, for example. So you've got to work towards batching your work and having a communication plan every Friday between the hours of 3 and 5. You're calling all of your sellers. You're giving them a market update, what's sold since they've been listed, you know, uh, what's come onto the market to compete with them, what's the feedback, what is our strategy, what have you done for them lately. You let them know that you're going to call them during that specific time, and you're going to cut down on a whole lot of them chasing you down in text and email and voicemail day in and day out, stressing you out. As the market shifts, this becomes more of an issue too. I'm seeing this in some of the uh, higher end stuff, Tim. I think you probably are too a little bit, where things are taking a little bit longer to sell and maybe a price reduction or two. In some markets, that means taking two weeks instead of 22 seconds. And that's just as stressful to those agents <laughs> than you know, taking maybe 90 days instead of 30. But the key is to attempt to over-communicate. I have a standing challenge with all of you a communication challenge. Try to over-communicate with your active buyers and listings and certainly with your pendings. I don't think you can do it. I don't think you can over-communicate with clients. But I do think it's got to be batched work as much as possible so you're doing the same activities during the same time and not Let me throw something on there. Multi-task. Yeah, go ahead. So um, th this is – I have – you know, guys, look, nobody likes to prospect. Nobody likes to lead generate. Nobody likes to call people. Nobody likes to do any of that. You never will. You might tolerate it because, after all, you're going to live by the credo of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it. The highest level is going to lead to pretty much everything you want in life. So you're going to have to suck it up, buttercup, and do it. That's just the way it works. Always will work that way. But I had um, a coaching client who's – you know, he's done lead generation. I would say proactive lead generation – for the last three or four years, 
And he has, he's not done any of the traditional prospecting. He's basically worked as centers of influence and past clients. And one of the little scripts that I have given him to use, and this guy sells real estate, his average sale price is probably three or five million. It's one of the top agents, if not the top listing agent in one of the most expensive markets in the world, Greenwich, Connecticut. And I had him start just saying the simple script. By the way, who do you know who's thinking about buying or selling that I should be helping in this market or a version of that? And I had him into every conversation with that. Every time he had a phone call, met anybody in person. Oh, hey, by the way, who do you know who's thinking about buying or selling that I should be helping? And he actually picked up a listing. Uh, he picks up an average of two to three leads per week by asking that. He's going to start count. My challenge to him was start basically uh, using that 10 times a day. So let's say he only does five times a day. So if he says that 25 times a week because he doesn't work on the weekends, he'll probably end up, I bet you, with an average of 10 to 15 new leads for free by simply saying that simple, innocuous, non-salesy script. You guys can do that, right? Premier Coaching has a library full of scripts like that that are designed to make it so that even the most script-inept, sales-fearful, you know, introverted person who's never even met another person in their whole, that you just landed here from a different planet. <laughs> they don't even know how to communicate. These scripts are designed to make, make it so that it, everything is simple and non-threatening. And that's the reason that they work. Guys, look, very few of you, like one out of the, you know, over 100,000 of you is going to be somebody who's going to be real comfortable being direct. Very few of you are actually, even the direct out, out there don't want to really be direct because you're rightfully concerned about how you'll come off to the person you're uh, talking to. So you need to use elegant and eloquent scripts when communicating with people so you get the desired result versus leaving that conversation with, with that person and having them think ill thoughts of you, right? Isn't that your fear? Isn't that the reason you don't ask? Well, look, use our scripts. And when you ask, you'll see that you start getting these results. These scripts are designed for this market. They're designed for how people communicate. They're short to the point, but they're also indirect and friendly. We've done that and we update our scripts constantly, by the way. So Julie, I don't know how I got in my soapbox about scripts. Maybe yeah. I was just uh, thinking about, but yeah, yeah I mean, that, that is a good point. And, well, but here's the thing. Let's say that you are dreading that Friday afternoon call because you got to talk to your 10 active listings and what are you going to talk about? Well, you give them your market update and then you ask, by the way, who do you know who needs my help buying or selling real estate? Gosh, I love referrals and I love it even more when I can send you a gift certificate and thank you for sending me your friends and family to help. Instead of looking at it as, dear God, I have to talk to my sellers, that's going to suck this afternoon, change your mindset to, number one, you're maintaining the relationship long enough to actually sell the listing, which is the point of the exercise. And number two, you're actually prospecting for a new business by doing a killer job for them and actually asking for business. So when you look at it that way, I think it's less of a stressful event. I think that's what got you on that script. You know, while you're on the phone anyway, you might as well ask who you can be helping. Hey, you and know you can what? Have your you can sell their listings yourself. <laughs> Go ahead. You can have your assistants do it too. I mean, you, and that's the other thing I suggested Ooh. to him is that he has this. Yeah, have them ask the same question. Oh, by the way, you know, Tim and Julie asked me to ask you, who do you know that might be that kind of thing? Guys, you get it? It's very simple, but you got to have the courage to ask. So use our scripts. And when you do that, everything becomes a lot simpler. I and mean, that's really what Premier Coaching is all about. It's about clearing the air. It's about helping you guys focus on what matters most. And let's be honest, becoming a listing agent has to be our priority. There's been a series of things that have come out. I think Inman's kind of spurred this fear that a lot of you guys, I, I shouldn't say a lot of you, but I've been, I've been hearing it and getting emails about it and people asking, Tim, what do you think? 
you know, real estate are real is real estate are real estate agents going to be relevant in five years? What's going to happen to the industry? All these you know questions and fear based thoughts. And first of all, I want you guys to realize that those fear fear mongering tactics that um, are used are just to get your attention. And then when you listen to what these people have to say, and I have, I've read probably about 15 articles on this, people, you know, their conjecture, guessing, prognostication, it's all mostly BS. And, and it's, again, it's designed, if not to just drive fear that'll cause you to read the article, it's designed to sell some product. So what we're going to do is Julie and I are going to write down five things that will happen in five years. And we're going to explain why these things will happen. And we're going to explain why you can position yourself to profit from these changes. So these aren't going to be, we're not, I'm not even going to call these predictions. I'm just going to tell you these are going to happen. And I'm going to give you our evidence-based approach so you can be in agreement with us, so you can be better, better prepared. This, go, this type of thinking goes back to the first time that, you know, when Julie and I got into real estate over 25 years ago, when we sold real estate, you know, which again, I'm going to throw a barb at our competitors. It's amazing to me that you guys would even consider hiring coaches that had never sold real estate. Our primary competitor he never sold real estate and you, and you guys listen to him and you're, you know, you're, you will comment. I bought Tim and Julie's book or I watched their videos. I listen to podcasts. There seems to be a lot of content. There seem, they seem to speak with a voice that I can understand. It's because guys, we are you. We sold real estate at a high level for almost 10 years. And you have to learn from, don't learn from your, you frankly, don't waste time trying to learn from somebody who's never sold real estate before. There's no way somebody who's never sold real estate before can have really any clue what it's like to be you. You just know this intuitively, don't you? So start being a little bit more careful who you're getting your advice and suggestions from. So what we're going to do is we're going to write five things that will definitely happen in five years. And we're going to tell you exactly how to position yourself to frankly make money, help others from those changes that are taking place. I'm going to, the, the one that I know will piss people off and it's okay because they need to be pissed off is I really truly believe, and I'm gonna give you our evidence for this, that buyer agency as we know it is gonna to come to an end. I really truly believe that the idea that you're gonna get paid by the seller for you know negotiating um, a contract or negotiating a price in terms that's essentially not in their best interest and they're the ones that are supposed to pay you, that is not going to be in existence in five years. I think that's going to be completely go gone away. I bet you you'll start seeing that. Uh, you know, you'll start seeing buyers agents forced to negotiate their own commission probably within the next 12 to 24 months. So if you guys are listening right now, 120 some thousand of you are listening and you're primary, primarily a buyer's agent, I want you to think about this question. If you had to rationalize to your buyer who probably is, you know, scraping money from underneath the couch and just about everywhere else to come up with the down payment, if you had to explain to them that your services are going to cost them 3% of whatever they spend, how many of you would be able to do that? How many? So let's say you can. Okay, you can, you're great, fantastic, perfect presentation. How many of those buyers are actually going to want to pay it? How many of them are going to want to pay you, you know, $10,000, $20,000, $50,000 to represent them on a transaction? won't happen. And I'll tell you what is happening. You, those of you who sell high-end real estate, you know what I'm saying is true. High-end buyers do not even screw around with buyer's agents anymore. They go right to listing agents. And you're seeing that happen in all price ranges. That means, guys, please listen to what we're telling you. We're telling you the truth. It's for your own good. If you think you're going to build your business based on buyers, buying buyer leads, for example, you're wrong. It's not going to happen. Do you think that's maybe why Zillow is pivoting towards um, these iBuyer type things so they can start basically trying to get in on selling seller leads? I think so. That's obviously their primary aim. Smart of them, of course. But they must see the writings on the wall too. So 
We're going to give you five things that will happen in five years, and we're going to tell you what to do about it. That's going to be a show we're going to do next week. Look forward to that one. So if you need us for anything, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Guys, it's always our pleasure to do this podcast for you every day. Thank you for continuing to make this the number one listen to podcast. Thanks for being so loyal. I really makes me and Julie feel, frankly, very motivated to constantly improve the quality of this show. We're going to be, <laughs> I keep saying this, but we're getting closer. We're going to be moving this from a podcast to a podcast video cast. We're going to start video casting live on probably Facebook and YouTube. I'm hoping that'll start next, next month, but it'll probably be the month after that. And then obviously the podcast will continue as well. Um, I'm following one of my podcasting mentors, Joe Rogan. He's kind of get, laid the groundwork for how to scale a podcast. So that's what we're doing. Um, certainly have the audience for it. So hopefully the video aspect of it, the live videoing of it will add another layer to it. So um, anyway, that'll happen in the next 60 days. If you guys need us for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.